You're listening to The Melting Podcast, a writing variety show featuring a little of everything from everyone, everywhere. Grab your cheese graters and blenders. It's time for The Melting Podcast. This is really going to be a thing now, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You've entered the disaster kitchen, lexicon of sewers and word chefs. I am your head chef, A.F. Grappin. I'm your grill mistress, Saren Kazmark. This is totally a thing. I mean, seriously, <sighs> it's a kitchen. They need tools and utensils and appliances. At least I didn't tell them to grab an oven and a refrigerator. I mean, how many arms would you need to carry those at the same time? All their friends and family so we'd get more listeners. So tell them to do that. Hey, grab your ovens and refrigerators. You'll enter the disaster kitchen. Everybody needs a sushi. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. We have a saucier. We're good. We need a sous chef, though. We need someone to back the Patreon at the level where you get a title and then pick sous chef. Do the thing. And so mote it be. I like moats. We should get a moat for the kitchen. Okay, so what we have for you today... You're going to be joining me at the chef's table. Ooh. Yeah. What's a chef's table, Aaron? It's a table where chefs sit. That's where I sit. With another chef. The end. A word chef. <gasps> oh. It's an interview type no, thing. No, it's not. Panel. That's what it is. People get interviewed on panels. Yeah. It's not that kind of a panel. Well, it could be. Chef's tables are panels we record on writerly and other creative topics when we go to conventions and such. I know. It was more fun that way. Shut up. (laughs) Grab your ovens, cheese graters, blenders, and refrigerators. One in each hand. Because you have four arms. Oh, yeah. No, (laughs) two arms, four hands. I'm visualizing this now and I regret it. One arm has like two extra hands just jutting up from it and the other arm's normal. I, I was just saying you're just jointed at the elbows both ways, so you have poor hands that way. So you have like quadruple opposed. How about we thumbs? just play the episode for them? Okay. Okay. How does that work? Bon appetit. I'm not an anatomist. All right, so these are all of us here, so I know Doc is about to ask this question, so I'm going to ask it first, though. Does anyone have any objections to me streaming this uh, this panel? Considering it's Twitch for Dummies, it would be a shock if, if there were. So, so are we, are we streaming can, or are we twitching? We're streaming. Make sure my, uh, Twitch. my okay. channel's going to host you. It's not, it's, <laughs> Twitch, yeah. is not, Twitch is not a verb. Twitch is not a verb. It is a not platform. Yet. I will Twitch it, not yet. Because then that would be saying, oh, we're mixing, we're twitching, <laughs> we're YouTubing. It's like, no, we're streaming. Yeah, we're streaming good. on what? That's, that's, that's the kicker there. That's one of the things we're going to... That's the thing, one, of, one of the things we're going to be talking about this. What is this channel? Uh, it is The Tea Monster. So twitch.tv forward slash The Tea Monster. Well, you told me yesterday. I you know, this. And yeah, yes, I did. And you're here. God love you. Hang on. Will you on. never learn? No. <laughs> <laughs> I got to host you, T. Hang on. I don't, how do you do that from the app? I've never tried doing oh, it from the app your, before. If you go to your channel, yeah? um, you can go to your chat and do it from there. I saw that oh, from chat? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is... Yeah, go into your chat. Uh-huh. Just, just slash host and then space and then the channel name. Oh, okay, cool. 
You know, I could recommend a book that would teach you that too. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. And just saying. Just saying. Alice. <laughs> just saying, Alice. But is it is it written for people who like already know everything about it? Down and... in the dealer's room, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> Not that far of a walk, Alice. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't like some of the people down there. Hey, that's my table. <laughs> the T monster. The T monster. T. The T E E monster. That's it. Oh. El monstero de. The T E E monster. Hi, everybody. We're live. <laughs> All right. Oh, and this. Oh, and that's a good angle. That's a real good angle too. Like. I'm still I, now. To be fair, I've written a book on this, but I'm still getting used to streaming off my phone. So, one tip I will give you, pro tip, if you're ever streaming from your phone, disable the auto lock sequence because that takes you out of Twitch and uh, basically locks up your phone. So you got what set, fun? Huh? <laughs> what fun? <laughs> I know that happened to me. Uh, which it was another panel that I was streaming, and we were we were getting into it. It was the first three minutes, and then I looked at my phone, and it was blank. I'm like oh that sucks. So yeah, still getting used to still getting used to streaming mobile, but uh, the mobile app is sorry, getting ahead of myself. Mr. Moderator, take it away. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you. Thank you, person not coming in through the stage door. Uh, thank you, everyone, for coming out to uh, Twitch for Dummies here at Balticon Fifty Three. Oh, uh, the door locks sometimes. Doors locked. They, 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 yeah. You probably right. prop that door open. All right, we'll let the person. Do you know the code? Oh, you know, maybe it's not locked. It just gets stuck. Yeah. Looking for Twitch for Dummies? Yeah. Then you're yeah. in the right place. And I am your moderator, Doc Coleman. And I know absolutely nothing about Twitch, so that makes me perfect for moderating this panel. And to provide all the knowledge, we have assembled this vast array of, of Twitch experts... Starting with Christiana. Hi, I'm Christiana Ellis, and I'm a writer and podcaster. I've been doing those things for uh, many years. Uh, Twitch is more recent by comparison. Uh, most of what I do on Twitch is I've uh, ported over a lot of anything that I record live, including talking about Survivor, but also primarily So Many Levels, which is a D&D actual play campaign. But I've also been increasingly exploring it for other types of content like Character Creation Hour for building RPG characters and that sort of thing. Uh, my name is Fred G. Yost. I'm a writer, uh, and a po sometimes podcaster, and a sometimes Twitch streamer. Uh, I have streamed uh, hours where I've just been do like writing short stories as, as content. I've streamed games, and I've streamed a uh, couple... Parts of a Monster of the Week session, uh, so um, I'm kind of I, I'd say I'm just a little bit right at the dummy stage. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Um, I'm T. Morris. I'm the author of Twitch for Dummies. <laughs> this is not a prop you see in front of you. This is uh, this is down in the dealer's room. Uh, I'm down there along with uh, my other book, Podcasting for Dummies, and, uh, and I'm also a, a writer of science fiction and fantasy. My, my hook on, uh, on Twitch is I am not a gamer that happens to be a writer. I'm a writer that happens to be a gamer, which is why I can get away with some of the terrible potato aim that I show off in <laughs> Destiny 2. Um, I consider myself, a, even though the bulk of my content is streaming Destiny 2, I consider myself a variety streamer because I also stream uh, 
I have something called the Friday Fun Run, where I pick a game other than Destiny to play. So I will play, uh, I just finished playing Bioshock. God, what a game. What a game. Uh, and, then I, um, uh, and then I also stream Rise of the Tomb Raider. And then I have special streams, like we have Philippus Freaky Friday, where I flip the script, and instead of my wife coming in on occasion to heckle me while I play Destiny, I heckle her while she plays God of War. Yes, it is as fun as you think it is. <laughs> and Gus has seen it. Um, no, turn around, stop moonwalking! You know, that kind of thing. Uh, then we also do a live podcast. We do the Shared Desk. We do Happy Hour from the Tower, which is our Destiny uh, podcast. And then on occasion, and I'm trying to get more occasional with this, I have a For Dummies stream. And I got the full endorsement from the For Dummies people. And what I do is I talk about content creation. I talk about taking care of yourself as a streamer. I talk about um, everything from the publishing process to whatever floats your boat. Uh, the one thing I don't talk about is Destiny. Because that's, that's, my, that's my standard streaming, right? So, um, so yeah, so I, I would be what has been classified as a, uh, as, a, as, a, as a variety streamer. And that's what I'm bringing to the table. And now that T has finished his intro, we're out of time. <laughs> actually, 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 this gentleman followed me from another panel. And I promised him I would answer a question if he came to the panel. And now so, I can't remember what the question was. I do. So you, you'll have time, because I've got some questions before we start taking questions from the audience. Okay, so, <laughs> We're going to start off, as I like to, with the basics. Why Twitch? We've got YouTube, we've got podcasting, both audio and video. What is the allure of Twitch? Uh, well, I mean, for me, it is where they're already doing what I kind of had in mind to do. It was an existing place where people are already watching live streams of things. And there are pla other places you can live stream things, but it was just a built-in website that's designed for that. And it makes a lot of things really easy. Uh, people can, you know, chat while you're watching and it's all just very straightforward and it's, you know, it's like if you want to do a thing, you go to a website that is built for it. Yeah. Uh, it's, for me, it was a lot of the community. I started off uh, watching a bunch of artist streams mm -hmm. and uh, as I kind of got involved in that, I was like, oh, this seems like something that would be fun and it's a, a way to kind of interact and, and see people in a, a live setting that I wouldn't in some of the other uh, formats. I, I'm going to wrap this up by saying I, I, I know there are other formats that are out there, other platforms that are out there that you can stream on. I went to Twitch because I felt like uh, they've been doing it longer than anybody, so there's a trust issue there for me. Uh, it's a very stable platform. Uh, rarely do you ever hear somebody say, oh, Twitch is down. Um, I think it's happened maybe once or twice in the four years that I've been watching. Uh, Twitch is also very accessible. Uh, they offer a lot of different options for you to to reach to it, whether it's through the mobile app, whether it's through um, uh, whether it's through um, your Apple TV if you happen to have Apple TV, <clears throat> or any smart television that has apps that you can download. Uh, and then of course there's the um, there's the variety of streams that you find there, and um, that's that's also very appealing. Uh, and I don't mind saying it too, the personalities, the people that you meet on Twitch. Um, there was a, there was a streamer that, that, that brought me into the fold and I, I give him a shout out in the book. His name is One Actual and he is a, he is a, a 
uh, an Iraq vet, Iraq Afghanistan vet from um, uh, from the uh, West Coast, and he is the most chill dude you will ever see play video games. And he is just he is delightful. He is charismatic, and I'm like, oh, I get it now. And um, and so so I think that was that for me was the allure of Twitch. But it's it's their experience. Everything you see right now, YouTube, YouTube gaming, Facebook gaming, Mixer, these are the people who have learned or tried to uh, capture lightning in a bottle the way Twitch has. Twitch was the trailblazers, and they still are the trailblazers. Okay. So you, you mentioned the community, but but all of you mentioned didn't really touch on the fact that it's live streaming. <laughs> is 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 there a certain allure for the fact that it's live streaming that that perhaps a, a YouTube or a video podcast can't quite compete with? Oh, yeah. What is that draw? The, for for me, this this was what okay. Uh, since I know that some of you were also part or attended the the history of podcasting. I'm going to bring up a name from the past, TalkShoe. Does anybody remember mm-hmm. TalkShoe? TalkShoe shows on TalkShoe. <laughs> TalkShoe Talk was a great idea that I never could get work on the Mac properly. Um, and I do stress that properly. I could get it to work. But man, TalkShoe, and when I met the people from TalkShoe, they were not pleasant people with me. They, 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 um, they were like, well, we can't get it to work, so I don't know. Upgrade your computer. And I was like, oh. Stop using Apple products. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that. That was always one of my favorites. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I talk shoe was the first dabbling of podcasts recorded live where people can interact with you and and do stuff like that. And and really, <clears throat> um, Twitch solved the problem that talk shoe couldn't. They figured, and, and this is when this is, and they solved that problem back when they were not Twitch, but they were called Justin TV. That was that was the that was the beginnings of Twitch, and the live aspect of it is absolutely addictive. Mm-hmm. Um, and like anything with live, you have good days and you have bad days, and that's the lure of it is trying to see how 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 long can I have good day streaks until I have the bad day, you know? So yeah, I, I was just going to say that. Uh, because I spread all my stuff out on a variety of different distribution methods, I think of Twitch as that's the live place. Mm-hmm. That you know, so live definitely has something to it where everyone is engaged, watching at the same time. It becomes a shared experience in a way that a recorded podcast. You know, people can talk about like, oh, what happened on the latest episode of a podcast Mm -hmm. but generally you're going to have to get to a much bigger audience size before you're going to have people actually having conversations about any given thing but in a live setting something has just happened and maybe you only have three or four people watching in the channel but those three people can start talking about it or making their own little jokes about what just happened (laughs) you know someone makes a pun and they start piling on with their own little pun contributions and that's something that the live offers and again, the thing about Twitch, as opposed to other places where you could live stream, is just like every there, everybody there is already on board. They get it. Yep. You know. Yeah. So, 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 so the comment chat is as much the content as what it is that you're streaming. Yeah. Well, not not <clears throat> just the comment chat, but the comment chat is like the it's it's sort of the effect of what's happening, mm-hmm. which is that people are having the shared experience. 
And so I think that's the actual piece of it. Community story. Yeah. Well, community is part of it, but simultaneous shared experience is also, I think, even more nuanced than just community. The thing that drew most to me, like the community, the, the, the simultaneous shared experience was, was a big part, but it was because the concept of live streaming scared me. I was, whenever I sit and I will, uh, you know, record a podcast or record a video, I start analyzing my voice. I start analyzing the way I look. Was the angle right? Was the lighting right? Whereas with a live stream, you jump in. It's you, you, you don't have that hesitation. You don't have that moment where you can go do all that work and then pull back. So that was a big part of the appeal for uh, Twitch to me was being that forcing myself to take that step. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what do I need in order to get started with Twitch? Well, so I wrote well, a book every about year that. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. So T is refusing to sell me his book. You want to answer that question? You bought it for the book. Okay. So so really, uh, the first the first thing you gotta you gotta uh, realize is that if you don't want to have your face, if you don't want to do video, got good news for you. You don't have to. You have to have some type of audio though, because otherwise you're just streaming random stuff without any kind of context or voiceover or anything like that so um so the the good news is is that if you hear people go well you got to get a webcam first that's like saying well if you want a podcast you got to get an ipod first oh wait they don't make those you got to go on ebay and pick up an ipod used no you don't need any of that what you need is something that turns your computer into more or less a broadcasting station that piece of software which is available for mac windows and unix is um, <clears throat> OBS. That is the most popular one you'll find out there. OBS. Uh, and it stands for Open Broadcast Software. And what it does is that it allows you to stream the content coming from your, your laptop, coming from your computer, out into the real world. You, you, you sync it up with a Twitch account, and you do need that. You need either a Twitch account, or if you don't want to do Twitch, you can do Mixer, or you can do Facebook. Uh-huh. If you want to, because they're so good with data, or you can, you can do uh, you can do YouTube if you want to do YouTube. Um, I'm I'm the guy that wrote about Twitch, so I'm going to be talking about Twitch. And the panel is kind of and the panel. <laughs> the other thing is, and um, the other thing is is to make this even easier for yourself. If you want to start with video games, which we'll talk about later. If you want to start with video games, I got even better news for you. Thank you. If you want better, if you want better news, everything you need comes with a console. If you've got a PS4, you're ready to stream. If you've got an Xbox, you're ready to stream. So that's another option you have. That's enough. Um, <laughs> the um, uh, but as, but with OBS and working with a PC as your as your main streaming console, as opposed to the Xbox, or the PS4. The PC gives you a lot more creative creative options. Um, I don't know about my panelists, but my favorite thing about streaming off of a PC is Streamlabs. Mm, uh, do, yes. uh, do either you use Streamlabs? Yep. No. You're going to love Streamlabs. Okay. <laughs> Streamlabs basically adds a few bells and whistles to your stream, and it makes it look super slick. I remember a friend of mine said, why did you go PC? You could have just streamed off your PS4. I said, yeah, but it looks way more boss when I use Streamlabs. Um, 
these are all little add-ons to help make your stream look better. But if it, you just want a basic, a basic uh, layout for your for your stream, you can either do it straight from the from the console or you can do it from the PC. And OBS has the ability to help you put things together to make that happen. Yeah. The the one kind of thing that I would add is if you um, are wanting to kind of mix and match both, you need a video capture card. Uh, and the the other advantage to that is you're not tying up half your computer on the game and then half right. your computer on right. the uh, the broadcast software because if you've got if you're trying to do that from something that's not really equipped to handle it, you mm -hmm. can wind up dropping your stream and make, having your game be super laggy. I, I think also uh, you need to have at least a certain level of internet connection speed. That uh, helps. <laughs> you know, I th I think. You know, high-speed internet is becoming more and more ubiquitous right. these days. So I think a lot of people, if you have reasonably fast internet, it's just not going to be a problem. But if you have really slow internet, it's probably not going to be a good time. Uh, I'll also just add uh, OBS is a great piece of software, and it's free. There's also a similar program called XSplit. XSplit. XSplit is not free, but I prefer the user interface personally. Really? That's just a subjective choice. Um, so that's what I use. It's, but it's otherwise a very similar program to OBS. I will have some bad news if you're starting off streaming, though. Internet service providers are onto this, which is why they're going, oh, yeah, you can have high-speed internet. Oh, wait, you're streaming. Well, we have a special streamers package which emphasizes the upload. Because rarely when you get high-speed internet do, you, mm -hmm. do people even ask about upload. They want the download. Yeah. They want it oh. nice and quick. That's if what most people want. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you're streaming, you're not most people anymore. You're that guy or you're that girl. And that becomes the thing where you go, oh, okay, well, we're going to charge you a little more to upload. Oh, you want to upload faster? Well, you're going to have to. It's so, yeah, the the ISPs are on this. So what just something to be aware of. What are you guys talking about? Uh, well, I so I don't know like the numbers of it. I think that if you know if you have enough internet that you're regularly able to watch Netflix with a reasonable quality, you're probably okay. Yeah. So it's not something you can do right. on 4G. Right. Well, I mean, off it's, the phone maybe, but it's going to be dodgy. Is that yeah. Wi-Fi or something? Yeah, I'm done doing this with uh, with, with Wi-Fi and cellular data. Yeah. So oh. it's I I think just. The slower it is, the more it's just the, the quality is not going to be as impressive. But I'm mostly thinking of, like, my mom lives, you know, kind of in the sticks in Colorado, and they cannot even watch Netflix because their internet is that slow. They're not really going to be able to stream on that. And so it's, if you... megabits per second up. I can tell you, I can I, I can give you an answer there. Um, you want uh, like right now I am currently streaming at eighty uh, uh, megabits per second. Uh, yeah. Um, at one time I was streaming, I believe it was eighty megabits per second. Um, at one time I was streaming at fifteen megabits per second, and I was losing my stream because. Mm -hmm. And the reason why, and it was explained to me, the reason why was because <clears throat> my router is here, and if you go out. Out, if you walked around the corridor to the other side, that's where I was streaming wirelessly. So my upload speed was 15 uh, megabits per second. I'm now streaming out of my office, so I'm here. I can see my router. I'm now at 80 megabits per second, yeah. and I'm streaming absolute rock solid. 
if I wanted to, I could ask for it could pay a little more money to to mm-hmm. my uh, to my ISP, and I could stream at two hundred yeah. uh, megabits per second. Now, if I'm doing that, um, yeah, it's it's studio quality. Um, is it? Do what? Use a cable. You can also, if you want, if you want to do a hard hard wire, wires, wire, wires in this day and age. <laughs> Actually, it's re- helpful. Yeah. and it's recommended. Yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. recommended. But again, it comes into convenience. It comes yeah. into layout. And there are some people that have reorganized their offices yeah. just around to where the router is. Well, and so, it, actually, and I, before we get too deeply into, into <laughs> this, uh, sure, sure. Uh, I still want to go with with the equipment. There was a, another. Uh, uh, sort of convenience and layout question is if you're streaming off of off of a Mac or a PC, a lot of these games grab the the full screen acreage. Do you really need like an extra monitor or something, or can you manage to do that, or or do you kind of put yourself in a limbo where it's like I'm going to turn on the streaming, I'm going to bring up the game, I hope the stream stays up. I'm not seeing anything in the chat. I'm I'm just going and hoping it's going. You can monitor your your own live stream from like a phone or a tablet if okay. you're, but at the same time. So, so who, it, who doesn't have a so, uh, so I don't want to say who doesn't have a second monitor. But I'm, <laughs> not, that's that's not the way I mean it. What I want to say is everybody can use a second monitor. So, it's so helpful. It's good for you, all sorts. Of you things. really need a second monitor or an ancillary device that you can use to monitor your own stream. The and the other thing is uh, almost all computers that most modern computers have an HDMI out. You can use a TV. You can plug into a TV and have that be your observational monitor. So you don't need to go out and buy a specific monitor with any specific specs for it. If you've got a TV that you can plug into that you can use while you're streaming, that can be what you either have your game content on if you move it over to that window or where you have your, your chat and everything. Right. In particular, like there's, I, I don't want to jump in before you end, go right but ahead. Uh, no, 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 go right ahead. one of the things that is, is, is almost, so in general, if your connection's good, like the stream's usually pretty solid, and it's yeah. not so much just worrying about like is the stream still going, how does it look. Although it's nice to be able to monitor that, but a big part of why you're probably wanting to stream is that engagement with a live audience. And if you're not able to watch the chat, mm-hmm. then you have really cut yourself off from one of the most important parts of why you're doing a stream. Now that doesn't mean that there are streamers that say. I don't. I'm not going to be interacting with chat today. I'm just going to. I'm just going to mm-hmm. game. So, you know, don't don't talk to me. <laughs> and that's when people really start opening up and start talking. Um, so I'm I'm going to talk about the the, the, the two the the, the two um, uh, the two spectrums. When I first started streaming, I had my laptop open, and that was where I monitored chat. But I was uh, running off of a off of a console off of the P- PS4. So. My game was on the, was on the uh, the big screen television. I had a separate. I had my my, my Mac, which was running a very um, a very basic version of Streamlabs. Uh, it was the desktop. It was it was it was the website. It wasn't the, it wasn't the separate app. It wasn't the the application itself. It was just the Streamlabs uh, website. So I could go on ahead and I could monitor my chat through Streamlabs, and then I had my my monitor. That is the most basic setup because. If you if you want to monitor chat and take advantage of, of, of chat being there, there has to be a second monitor or some kind of monitor so well, that you can see chat. If if you're doing from PS4, I don't know about like I haven't played with Streamlabs, so all the things right. that you could do there. But uh, streaming from the PS4, at least, you, there's just a toggle option that you can have it show the chat right. on the screen right. for you. So so you have that option. That's on this end of the spectrum. Now, 
Get into your get get into your uh, your your, your souped-up DeLorean. Let's jump ahead to Doctor Lupo. Doctor Lupo is one of the biggest names in um, in streaming. He's I had the pleasure of interviewing him in the book. He's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, this the guy is amazing at Fortnite. He does to give you an idea of the level of gaming that that that, that Lupo goes at. He basically took an Xbox. And a PS4, sync them up to one controller and simultaneously single manned a raid in Destiny 2. It was Vault of Glass. He sold it on both platforms simultaneously and he streamed it. That's how good this guy is. His setup is that wraparound monitor that you've seen. And then he has a second one suspended above the first one. His layout looks like something out of Star Trek. It is amazing. But what is he monitoring? He is monitoring chat. He is monitoring his feed. He is monitoring the upload download. He is monitoring um he is monitoring Discord. He is and of course he's got the game. It's all happening there and how he manages it I do not know. Do That's, not try this on your first time out. Exactly. That's <laughs> the thing. So you have that end of the spectrum, then you have the original you have, you have the starting point that I just told you about. Somewhere in between, you'll find that comfort zone for yourself. You may want two or three monitors if you have the ability to do that. Maybe you're just going to have two monitors and you'll just be toggling from one app to the other in the, in, in the second screen. Point is, there is no one way of doing this. It's the way that is most comfortable for you. Can you just have two windows open on the second monitor? Oh, the second monitor, yes. Yeah. The second monitor, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other thing that I, I suggest if you're doing just a single screen or if you're not paying too much attention to chat is have a friend or have someone be able to step in as a moderator mm -hmm. who can uh, kind of you know check check to make sure that nothing's getting out of hand and highlight to you if there's anything that needs a needs an answer. So right, yeah. So some of some of my more regular. Viewers, I definitely gave them moderator the green sword of power. Yeah, privileges. <laughs> just because, I mean, like even when there's not technical issues, like sometimes what they'll do is say, "Hey, the background music you're playing is a little bit too loud. Turn it down." And so they'll give me little hints like that. But also, it happens sometimes that you get just random trolls who literally don't. All, all they want to do is just find random streams and then cause trouble in the chat room. It happens sometimes. Yeah, and I, was, so, I, was, I was kind of wondering, it's like, if, if you're a popular streamer, you've got lots of people in your chat room, that you're going to, you're going to draw in spammers, and it's like, uh, yeah. you're busy, you're busy playing your game or, or doing whatever content you're doing, you can't necessarily stop that and deal with the, the right. people. I, any, anyone who's streaming for any amount of time is going to come across just a question of, like, occasionally... There's trolls, and sometimes it's not even trolls. It's just someone who's trying to hijack the conversation right. for mm -hmm. for something that you right. would rather not be part of. What's going on? Right. So, so e even if even if you're just the only face or, 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 or voice in the thing, it's good to have a partner of, of whether it's an occasional partner or a regular partner to to watch the chat for you and yeah. give them the, the the admin sword to yes to Definitely. deal with the spammers. The um and and, and the when, trolls. When we're talking about moderators, they do not have to be in the room with you as you stream. Mm -hmm. I mean, my my mods. I've got I've got one one guy out west. I've got one guy yeah. uh, in the UK, and they basically keep an eye on my they, they keep an eye on my on my stream. Now that doesn't mean that they can't participate in the stream, but they're they're 
with when you get the when you get the sword, there is some responsibility with that, and your first priority is not, hey, I want to play in the stream. It's I have to watch the stream first, and then make sure that nobody, no shenanigans are coming out. In, incidentally, I just waved because one of my mods is in the background, <laughs> <laughs> aka Mother Dragon. <laughs> yeah, and like for uh, on my stream, whenever I'm doing a creative one, I'll have points where I need to get into like writing sprints. Mm-hmm. And I can't participate in the chat. So I'll just put up a little warning on there, and my mods will be the ones who sit there and kind of chat with people and let them know, anyone who comes in, answer questions and things like that. So it's mm-hmm. a super important part of, of how I handle that. So. Yeah. So you've, you've, you've figured out what kind of content you're going to do. You've got your, your basic setup. You've installed your software. How do you go about gathering an audience? So before we do, before I, Kick into that. You just said the content that you, you agreed on the content you do, mm-hmm. which goes right back to this gentleman's question okay. who asked me yesterday. He said, So, okay. so you want to and it's insert how do you choose what you're going to uh, stream on Twitch? The question, the question you asked me was, Isn't Twitch about video games? And I started to answer it and I said, Wait a minute, I'm doing a panel tomorrow on that. You bring your butt there and then I'll answer it. <laughs> and the answer is primarily yes, but. One of the big appeals of Twitch over some of the other uh, platforms that, that, that you have. Yeah. Um, you can actually, there are now categories on cooking, categories on cosplay, categories on talk. This, this current stream right now is going under talk shows and podcasts. Mm-hmm. And people are now doing it. They're recording podcasts live on Twitch. And all these directories, people follow a directory. They can follow uh, a game. They can, they can go to Twitch. Dot TV. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> look at look up look up a specific directory and say who's streaming what at what time. Yeah. So the answer is yes. It's known for video games, but no, the content is far more varied, and that's one of the big appeals that I have to Twitch that they're basically shining the light on a lot of it. In fact, they said their second biggest category, and 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 I should say their second biggest directory, as far as you know, when you look at all the games and all the ranks. Just chatting. That is one of the biggest categories that people go to Twitch to see. People just mm-hmm. sitting back and they're just shooting the breeze. Um, and when you when you decide on that content, yeah, that's the hardest part. I, I think that's one of the mm-hmm. hardest things to do is, is you know, are you going to establish yourself as a one game as a one game stream, mm-hmm. or are you going to make yourself what is what is commonly called a variety streamer? And what I've been seeing over the past few years. Variety streaming is becoming more and more a thing because streamers don't get want, do not want to be tied to just one game. Mm-hmm. They want to be taught. They they want people to come for them. So instead of it being about the game, it's now about the streamer themselves. Um, so so going out to find the audience though, that's hard. Yeah. That's really hard. And there are going to be streams where you are streaming to a big fat goose egg. Mm-hmm. And nothing I can I can tell you right now nothing is more disheartening than watching your your it's it's like yeah, you're playing the game anyway. you're, 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 yeah you're playing the game but but you're also keeping an eye on the, on the numbers it's the one biggest difference for between for me between podcasting versus Twitch podcasting I never gave a rats about the about the analytics I just wanted to make a good show get it out there and if you listen Mazel Tov Twitch I have to pay attention to the analytics and it sucks. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's it's interesting because uh, when you are streaming and you get that whole thing where it's zero for a while yeah. and then 
pops up one. One. He's like, oh, hey, welcome there. And uh, you know, uh, thanks for joining. I have to oh, say oh, all the things that I was it's, just it's talking Paulette. about. Hi, Paulette. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Or the uh, alternative is one. One. And he's like, oh, hey there. Welcome to the stream. I'm playing this game. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> and then, of course, that's what the video on demand shows is you saying those things. So, yeah. now, <laughs> on the flip side of that, I still remember. I still remember the time I got raided for the first time. And there's a rush when you go, "Hey, I've got ten viewers. This is awesome!" And then somebody, somebody with a name, raids you, and something's like, "Sweet crap in a cracker! I got two hundred and fifty people watching me." <laughs> Hi. You know? Okay, so 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 ex- explain that term. Right. What does it mean? So- when, so, when somebody raids you, for those of us who aren't into the Twitch jargon. Right. So what happens is, because I just did this to Christiana, and, and I was proud of it because I got her into double digits. I was like, fuck off. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Brought a bunch of Destiny watchers into my talking about Survivor stream. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I thank you, but... Yeah, and I said, I, I said, um, and I said, yeah, Christiana, why? Because she's one of the OPs, yo. You're going to watch her and you're going to love her. Um so anyway, so what happens is that you, you build up your, your viewership, you build up your community, and then you go, okay, we're reaching the end of today's stream, so let's go raid somebody. And raiding is where you look at the list of people that are, that are, that are currently streaming, and you can go on ahead and you can, uh, you can either raid people that you follow, and you type in a command, and then what happens is Twitch will take your audience and you and take you over to their channel. So suddenly they get a spike in their viewers. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it's, just a, it's just a feel-good thing. It's a feel-good thing for people to do. Yeah. Um, but when you're finding your audience, you have to be patient. You just, I cannot stress that enough. You have to be patient. Because you've also got, you're also going to be looking for your, you're also going to be looking for your own voice in this. You're trying to figure out, you know, what, what, is, what is the vibe of my channel? What, what, what am I looking to accomplish in my channel? And so on and so forth. And then, as far as finding your, your audience, you got to let people know I'm going live, not just on Twitch, but on uh, Twitter. Yeah, Twitter is where is is where the Twitch audience is. Yeah, you can put something on Facebook, but not a lot of people on Twitch are on Facebook. Um, Instagram is another big place. Okay, for, so for Twitch. So you got You've got to cro- you've got to cross promote and let people know where you are and when you're going to stream. So so cross populating social media. Facebook is more limited in terms of, you know, you've got to be friended with people to see their, their content. Right. Twitter, or, or we, we're talking about using specific hashtags to, um, to, to get to the Twitch audience, even if they, they're not already following you. It or, helps. Or, or mm-hmm. just the people who follow you on Twitter mm-hmm. who don't necessarily go to Twitch unless they're watching you. Okay. So if they're just doing their own thing on Twitter, but then they see you post, oh, going live, now I'll go and log on to Twitch. Uh, and I, I think another big aspect of it is being a good community member. Yeah. Because oh, if, you, you, if you if you're known as being a good audience member, if you're known as somebody who hosts other people, then that's where you get the the raids. You get shout people outs. who are like, yeah, the yeah. shout outs. Uh, I'm um, glad you brought that up because from the it was sounding like that it's as important to be a good audience member as it is to be a, a, a broadcaster on Twitch because otherwise you don't get known by people. To yeah. go and do raids on your stuff. Right. Yeah. And kind of the other thing is, is somebody once told me that uh, luck was being as prepared as possible at the right time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what yeah. you do is you put on the best show that you can. Mm-hmm. And the audience 
you can't count on the audience finding you. All you can do is control the show that you put out. Yeah. And that's sort of sort of my takeaway is uh, stream like no one's watching, and then uh, if you get rated, then you get that brief few seconds of going, oh, ah, ugh. Yeah, and then you go, hi, everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I talked about this a little bit. We, uh, we just had a, the future of podcasting, and I talked my, – my personal philosophy with podcasting is that – I do the stuff that I care about and that is fun for me to do, where it's not just about I want to do something that will eventually gain a big audience, but something that where I act, I actively enjoy the process of it. And so whether or not you ever get a big audience, do something that you enjoy doing because... If you end up in a situation where you're doing something just for a hypothetical audience, mm-hmm. even if you get it, now you're kind of locked into doing something you don't actually care about for that hypothetical audience, and as opposed to something you're passionate about. One, one other thing about you'll, – you'll hear other Twitch streamers talk about it, and, and it's, a, it's a rabbit hole. So you got to be kind of careful about this rabbit hole. It's called the grind. And the grind is where you say, "I'm going to start. I'm going to start doing longer streams to to to, to get discoverability." Because it's true, the longer you are on, mm-hmm. the easier it is for people to find you. Right, right now on this stream right here, this is what um, I'm, I'm I'm swiping this from another another familiar name from podcasting, Phil Rossi. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil Rossi does what he calls pop up streams, and if he's got like a free hour and he's working from home, he's got a free hour, he'll throw he'll just say, "Hey, I'm going live." He goes live. And he stays live for an hour, and then he logs off. And he calls those pop-up streams. Uh, I call them the unexpected stream or, the, or, or also pop-up streams. But basically, I, I'm not expecting big numbers from this because this is out of my schedule. And, and uh, um, the, 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 uh, the frequency and the um, – I'm trying to get the word that I'm looking for, and it's escaping me. It's the last day of Balticon. Consistency. But, um, consistency. Thank you. Being consistent on when you go live. Uh, I'm a morning streamer. I go live at 5 a.m. I stream until roughly 9. And then um, when, I do my, I, when I do my podcast, I try, to, I try to let people know ahead of time. But that's my, that's my jam is I'm a morning streamer. I'm, a, I'm your morning wake-up DJ on Twitch. <laughs> um, so I, but I only stream in four-hour blocks. But some, some streamers go, well, if you want to build your audience – you got to stream more than that. You got to stream six, eight, and there were some people that were streaming 10, 12, even fourteen hours to gain to, to, to get that discoverability. So they don't have a job. <laughs> they either they either have a job that allows them some freedom, or they are they're they're going for broke and they're trying to they're trying to get they're trying to build that way and they have the, they have the ability to do that. Some people do overnight shifts. And because they've got overnight shifts, they sleep during the day, they stream at night. Um, it's, and then there are some people who start this off as a, as a, as a fun hobby, and then they really hit, they, they, they strike oil, and then they make it into a part-time job, and then it becomes their full-time job. Now, I'm the first one to say it, say it in the book, don't quit your day job if you suddenly get, a, get, get success in Twitch, because... Mm-hmm. This is, and, and I'm starting to see this happen for other Twitch, uh, Twitch streamers. They call it, and I just learned the, the term for it, they call it the subpocalypse, where suddenly all these subs that they have start dropping off, dropping off, dropping off, dropping mm-hmm. off. And it starts to really 
play with their heads. It's like, mm-hmm. it must be doing something wrong. It's like, no, that's entertainment. You are in the entertainment industry when you get into Twitch. And, and the, your audience can be very fickle. You can be, you can be the, the, it's like being a one-hit wonder from the 90s. You can, be, you can be at the top of the number one charts, then you release the second follow-up song. If that doesn't get to the top ten, no one's going to know your name. Yeah. And that's kind of the... So, so when it comes to the grind, people suggest that, but the thing is, that's a risk. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to take its toll on you. Along with being happy with what you're creating, you also got to be... You have to take care of yourself. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> in some respects, I... I you can look at at it a little bit like Olympic athletes, right? Yeah. Where you have a situation where a kid, you know, maybe want they want to be an NFL football player. And they're six years old, right? Right, right? And so the odds of that kid becoming an NFL player when they grow up is very low no matter how much they do. The only p- people who end up being an NFL player, though, are the people who do all that work. Right. Yeah. Right? But it's not a guarantee that doing all that work will get you there. Exactly. And so... And then even when you get there, there's a, there's a, there's a, a, a secret nickname for NFL. They call it not for long. Right. Mm-hmm. And because well, they burn through athletes. Yeah. And yeah. So, so what it kind of comes down to is I think... Without wanting to like tamp down people's ambition if they really want to <laughs> yeah, yeah. do great things. But again, I think that for a lot of people, there's real value in I play football with my friends on the weekends and it do- I don't have to be a millionaire NFL quarterback to feel like I've succeeded right. or that it was worth my time. Right. And so... I think it's it's fun to build an audience, but also we don't have to always compare ourselves to the 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 point zero one percent of of people who are outliers. And you know, it's I think that uh, there's there's room in the middle. Yeah, and, and I think uh, just kind of in general, the best thing you can do is measure yourself against things you can control. You can't control your audience. You can't control. There's a lot of things you can't control. You can you can do things that might help build it, mm-hmm. but if you watch your show, if you end the, the show feeling like you've done a good job, that you've put in everything that you can, then you've done a good show. And if you uh, if you don't feel like it was a great show, analyze it, figure out how you mm-hmm. can make it better, but just do what makes you happy. And if you're making yourself miserable, if you're not taking care of yourself then it's going to grind you down and you're going to wind up mm-hmm. hating the show. It's, it's going to take the, the joy out of it. Yeah. But uh, while it's useful to analyze the show, if you feel like you had a bad show, don't overanalyze it if you can't figure it out because that will also suck the joy out of what you're doing. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you can't figure out why that show was off, then concentrate on why other shows were good. Well, and bring that energy back into what you're doing next. That's that's something actually too that we haven't really talked about in terms of live streaming is that you know with the exception of some shows where you really do sort of like you know if we're talking about critical role or something where there is like a narrative built and there is a week to week sort of progression of it but a whole lot of live streaming stuff is inherently ephemeral right? And I learned this lesson taking improv classes, but 
you can't be too precious about any given scene. Like you put your everything into it, but if that one sucks, that one sucks. What's the next one? You're gonna have you're gonna have bad shows. I mean, that's the thing. I, I and when I've had a bad show, my stream knows it. Um, I and I I hate ending on that that downer note. And but the thing is, I own it. I come back the next day and I go, yeah, that was a tough stream. I couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. I was getting, I was getting too much. Uh, I was getting some criticism from people that I didn't necessarily. It wasn't helpful, and and so I just come back and I come back the next day and I just and I just do I, I do what I what I do and I go I, at the end of the day I got I got to look at be able to look at myself in the mirror and go that was a fun show, and that's where it, it took me a while to figure that out. Um, it was one of the things that I learned when I was in improv. Uh, and I've been able to apply it to uh, to my stream, which is um, another improv artist came up to me and said, T, you realize it's not about winning the game. And the format, what he meant by the format of the show was that we had two teams and we were doing improv sports against each other. It was called comedy sports. And... Um, <laughs> I remember and, comedy sports. Yeah, and... Uh, and, and the, 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 the actor came up to me and said, you realize it's not about the game, it's about the audience. And I was like, what? And he goes, T, this isn't about winning the game. It's about entertaining the audience. And I just looked at him and I was, and I had been at this for a year and a half and it was like the, the light bulb went on, holy Hannah. And the next thing I knew, people were like, oh, great, T's playing, fantastic. Because it, it wasn't about the sport, it was about the audience. So now I get on and I go, and you know, if somebody comes in my stream and goes, wow, dude, you've got terrible potato wing. I go, yeah, but I got an award for my steampunk, so suck it, nerd. <laughs> and, and, and that's when I adopted the phrase, um, and even my, my, this is when you know you built a good community. My chat now says, you got to understand, you know, uh, 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 Halo Killer 2424, you got to understand. He's not a gamer that writes. He's a writer that games. When the chat starts saying that, that's when I'm, yeah, I've arrived, baby. Um, and that's the thing is, is you... It's your tagline. Right. It becomes your tagline. And, and the, uh, the, 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 the beautiful thing about it, about streaming, is, is that it's, it becomes like a, a serious... It, it, it's, like, it's like an open-ended... Po- it's, like a, it's like a live podcast, but you get that interaction with the audience. When the audience is with you... That's when you have a really good stream. And then if you happen to get a title in a video game or if you manage to solve a, a tomb in tomb, uh, tomb Raider and you see all the GGs pop up, that's when you know. You're like, yeah, we're having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> um, one other thing that I'd kind of like to mention along that is when you're setting things up, uh, you can set up a code of conduct for your chat. Yep. And that sets the rules of your community. It sets the rules of what kind of engagement you're looking for and you're looking for people to go with and people aren't going to necessarily abide by that but it lets you it, it lets you or your mods be able to say hey mm-hmm. tone it down or we're going to kick we're, we're going to time you out right. language no. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i mean so i, I think yeah. that's one part that a lot of people don't necessarily think about when they get starting is that that just little bit there kind of helps set what kind of community you're looking for yeah, yeah. Okay, so we, we oh, mentioned... I'm just going to have a brief tangent to just uh, uh, plug improv classes because I think <laughs> they are good life skills. Even if you don't intend to yeah, be a performer, are. taking an improv class is... It teaches all sorts of very valuable life skills. I'm a big a big fan. Yeah, I, 
I, I can I can I guess third that or, or fourth <laughs> that um, improv definitely helps you figure out how to how to talk on your feet and how to stall without seeming like you're stalling while you gather your thoughts and also uh, and also which is you, incredibly uh, valuable life and also give you perspective and also yeah. give you perspective yeah uh, <laughs> but uh, I want to go on to the next question because we're we're getting close on time uh, we talked about people who are are basically professional streamers that this is their full-time job. So where is the money? Were we talking sponsors? Uh, uh, how do you how do you get into that revenue stream? Or is it even worth it? Should you just say, if the money comes, the money comes. I'm just going to stream for the love of it. <laughs> Everybody turns to me again. Well, uh, I, no, no, it's in the book. I, it is in the yeah. book. I will say it's in the book. No, I'm just facing so, this way because you're all that way. I know. Well, I know. So, I, all right. I mean, my my personal take mm-hmm. is that I'm not even chasing that. Like, I, okay. I, it's, you know, that that's Straight no criticism of anyone who wants mm-hmm. that. But I can't help but think, just like the NFL player analogy. Mm-hmm. There are some people who have really started to, you know, they make good money doing it, but that is a tiny, tiny percentage yeah. mm-hmm. of it. And for every one person who is making hundreds of thousands of dollars streaming on Twitch, there are probably 10,000 people who are trying to do all of the exact same things mm-hmm. and not getting anywhere. And so just playing the odds, I feel like that's not a realistic goal. Maybe it'll happen and get lucky, but if you just focus on putting out the stuff that you want and and making it as good as you can make it, maybe the money will come. But you know, if if that's where you're, if that's what you're trying to achieve, rather than putting out a good show, it's I think you're just bound for disappointment. Yeah. Uh, know your personality and knows what know what drives you. If you're the type of person who an impossible goal is one of those things that just gets you up in the morning. Then yeah, uh, look look into sponsors. You know, do all of that. But if you're the type of person who just that wears you down, and that's going to suck the joy out of everything, mm-hmm. then then don't because that's that will inevitably happen before you can get success. Is that you will have to go through hours and days and years of just seeing that that little zero or seeing that two or three and if that's what you're chasing it's be prepared be prepared for that kind of hurt mm-hmm. so um we would be we would be amiss if we did not mention one of these one of these top tier streamers there's a guy named ninja tyler blevins ninja he is america's top video gamer he was on the cover of ESPN. Uh, this guy, uh, th- this guy got he he has done more for Twitch and more for the face of streaming. Just bringing up the profile of streaming, um, he 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 and and uh, and Dr. Lupo both uh, have one thing in common is that they're they're both sponsored by Samsung. Samsung, okay. Now that's that's that lofty goal, but here's the reason why I tried to get subs, which is one way you get money in Twitch. I get these things called emotes. You'll hear people say spam spam those emotes in chat. And what you do is that when you when you become an affiliate, you unlock certain slots and you have you, you can commission artists to create you know original little emotes, little little, little cartoons, little, little drawings. And 
that's the main drive for me because I, one, I found a fantastic artist, and two, I have a collection that I can't that I can't release just yet until I unlock more emotes. Now, what are my emotes? Well, shocker that they're all steampunk related. I've got a GG that are interlocking gears. And I've gotten more comments. People are like, oh, dude, those are dope. I'm like, I'm a steampunk author. You're an author? Oh, bitchy, man. You know, they lose their shit. Um, the other one I have, I've got the steampunk side eye, which is a character of me doing this. Uh, and then my and then ev- That's everyone, great audio. Everyone has a ra- <laughs> yeah. Everyone has a rage emote. My rage emote is my cat with fiery eyes and just going. And I can't wait to release that, but I've got to unlock the emote. So subs is where people subscribe to your channel, and it's like four ninety nine is tier one. So for five bucks a month, you know I get part of that, and then Twitch gets part of that. And then if there's a level, there's a tier two sub. That's nine ninety nine a month. And then there's the tier three sub. The tier three sub is $27.99 a month. But the thing is, when you get to the different tiers of subscription, you're, you unlock different emotes, you unlock different privileges, you all do different things. But I've seen one guy do something even better. What he does is that he basically takes part of his, part of his uh, tier three and he donates it to the Villa Lobos Rescue Center because he's all about rescue pit bulls. So that's, so that's something, that's an option you can give your, your audience. Then you've got bits and tips. This is where your audience gives you money, either in bits, which is the currency that Twitch has created, or tips, which is just basically straight up currency. And then there's sponsorships, <coughs> and we have a sponsor, uh, the Team Monster and Hang- and uh, the Team Monster and Happy Hour from the Tower are sponsored by Hangry Gamer Gear. Now, unfortunately, they didn't make this shirt, but I love this shirt. But Hangry Gamer Gear, like they do, they do stuff from Destiny. They do, they do original stuff from Fortnite. They've got all these, all these great designs. And because we're an affiliate, they said we want to make swag for you guys. So we just got commissioned artwork, and we're going to have swag through them. But it's Hangry Gamer Gear, and they do great stuff. Uh, they even have some stuff from Bioshock, which I really dig. Um, and we have an affiliate code with them, so they. They basically say if anybody finds us through you guys and they use this 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 link, you get you get a piece of the pie. So there are different ways of, and I used to hate the term, but now it's it's a of thing. monetizing. Monetizing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how you monetize Twitch. But again, if you're in it to if you're in it to get rich, might as well try try doing podcasting to get rich. It, it, <laughs> it's it's the classic joke about anything. How do you make money doing X? You write a book about how to make money. (laughs) All right, so we're out of time, but I've got one last question that I want to direct to the audience. How many people here have a Twitch stream? What is your Twitch stream? Uh, Currently, it's not much, but mostly it's Minecraft. Uh, And, uh, I mean, how's somebody going to find it? Oh, Mother underscore Dragon. All right, and Gus, your Twitch stream? The Chain Nerd. And, and that's staying on brand because that's that's how you find them downstairs. And and, and you're actually do, you're actually doing that when you're actually putting things together, doing chainmail. Um, that's one thing. I, I'm I'm a variety streamer. I also do video games, but yeah, I make chainmail and eat disgusting jelly beans for a dollar. <laughs> that's how you want. I get people fighting over whose donation actually made me eat a mama flavored jelly bean. Christiana, your Twitch stream. Uh, Christiana Ellis. It's just my name. No underscore. Just Christiana Ellis. Uh, mine is snark underscore runner. Snark runner. 
Yep. Remember that. Okay. And T, how many do you have now? <laughs> I only have the one. Okay. I only have the one. It's it's the T monster, and that's T E E monster. So it's the T monster. Uh, if you come down to the dealer's room and you find the chain nerd, um, I have a business card down there, and it's got my Twitch. It's got my Twitch account on there, so you can you can find me there. And I'm Doc Coleman. I don't have a Twitch stream yet, but maybe. <laughs> um, but uh, if I'm a steampunk author. If you're actually interested in my steampunk as well as T's steampunk, you can find my stuff at DocColeman.com or you can search for Doc Coleman on Amazon. Or for those of you here at the, the convention, you can come down to the Chain Nerd booth. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, one last thing. My, my new book, Phyllis Esposito, Interdimensional Private Eye, is now available as an ebook. You can buy it at Amazon. And I did a Twitch-streamed live reading of the first seven chapters, yep. and I'm probably going to do that some more. So uh, you can check that right. out. Maybe Fine buy it if you like it. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody. You just got to be fine. Thank you for listening to The Melting Podcast. You can check out our website with submission guidelines and current prompts at themeltingpodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Melting Podcast. Or you could email us themeltingpodcast at gmail.com. The Melting Podcast is released under a Creative Commons, attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license, which means you're free to copy it and share it as long as you don't change it, don't sell it, and always link back to the website. Sound effects are by the Free Sound Project. And our theme is by Drew Rich Creek. Send us stuff. <laughs>